Have you ever had an idea for a podcast or audio series, but never followed up on it because you don't know where to start? Global Village is here to help turn your dream into reality. From expert scripting and seamless production to high-quality audio and visual recording, we make podcasting simple, even remotely from our virtual studio. Whether you're looking to captivate podcast listeners or reach a broader audience on social media, we have the tools and expertise to amplify your voice across all platforms. Don't wait any longer. Email us at info at globalvillage.studio and let's bring your podcast to life together. Welcome to another episode of Loose Talk Podcast, your favorite podcast across the globe. First of all, before we even go into introducing ourselves, Ayo, you and I, I want to give a big shout out to every listener coming from all the regions, right? And I'll read this in the order in which we have the most listeners across um, across the, the world. Um, and we have a lot of listeners across the world. Some countries that you won't even expect, you know, we would have listeners. I know podcasting has gone global and all that, but really still seeing, you know, these listener locations is still amazing. So first of all, of course, we have our most listeners from Nigeria. So shout out to Nigeria, everybody in Nigeria listening to us, followed by the U.S. And I'll go, you know, into the cities, Texas, or the states rather, Texas, California, New York, Maryland, District of Columbia, Georgia, Illinois, North Carolina, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Florida, Ohio, Indiana, Virginia. I was the one listening from Florida. Sorry, continue. Thank you. Tennessee, Michigan, shout out to you guys. More, there are even more cities, but shout out to you guys in the UK as well, England, Scotland, Wales. Northern Ireland, and of course, Canada, Ontario, British Columbia, Alberta, Quebec, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick. Shout out to you guys. And of course, our peeps from Ghana, our peeps from Germany, our peeps from Ireland, Australia, South Africa, United Arab Emirates, France, Netherlands, Hungary, Italy, Sierra Leone, Poland, Cameroon, Finland, Benin Republic. Come on, man. The love is too much. Shout out to you guys. It's just shout beautiful. Out. Yeah. Shout, out to all, shout out to all the scammers in UAE listening to us. Go help you also. That guy that said that Nigerians don't, when they come to UK, they don't go to school. Does he listen to loose talk? Does he know, <laughs> does he know what loose talk is? <laughs> He's the real loose talk. He is the real loose talk. <laughs> Who put his mouth to wow. Wow. National television. <laughs> I, I, felt, I felt like going to brush him, I swear. I, I, I don't advocate for violence, but that guy be like, we're going to beat. That guy's guy on site. That guy's on site. Let me tell you, whoever that guy is, damn you, right? Mr. Tiamu, first of all, Mr. Tiamu. I strongly advised against coming back to Nigeria for any holiday. 
<laughs> because from the airport, once one person recognizes him, he's <laughs> on site. What they need to? Who was the name of the Europa League final referee? Anthony Taylor. Okay, 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 that was That is something they need to. Is from see. Um, is from is from immigration control. You <laughs> start collecting the slaps. Slap they go collect for. They don't even need asking for money. But slap, <laughs> slap, slap. And let me tell you something, right? And I'm sure you guys know this already because you're in the media. You featured in stuff. You think people don't watch these things? What? Until <laughs> see, I'm. I think you, he would know. He would know from the reaction that thing got. Bro, got at. He would know because he came to apologize. Bro, for someone to come and apologize, see, if they've never dragged you on social media, you will not understand. And like, we've you been there, understand. obviously. We've been there, right? Yeah. You yeah, don't know yeah. the amount of smoke. And you know the thing, the thing, the the most worrying thing about that thing is how it affects your, like, reality. It's so, yeah. it's, not, it's not on social media when something like that start hap- starts happening, right? You just be walking yeah, on the street off, and right? someone is just start talking about it. That's yeah, when you know street. that, oh, boy. Oh, no. It's real, actually. <laughs> it's and, and real. You know you, you know why his own is even fucked up? Because as he goes out of his house and goes to the bus stop or to the train stop, he's seeing like Africans and Nigerians. The thing went viral. Yeah, like, exactly. he's, col- he's already collecting the smoke over there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's foreign smoke. Foreign now come to the homeland smoke. Exactly. You understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're taking yeah, the smoke go. there, then you come back to Nigeria and take the firewood smoke. The guy was yeah. a talking point for like 48 hours. Bro. Oh, Bro. Wow. I, see, the guy, see, personally, I don't think the guy needs brushing because the trauma the guy has gotten alone <laughs> on social the, media. You know, like two, three hours after that whole thing, the interview went, the, the interview aired. I think it was Freeze that interviewed him. So he doubled down on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doubled yeah, down yeah, on it. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I want Yeah, when you see the true people, but the next day, <laughs> I saw, I saw, him, I saw a certain level of humility. He does say no, Jesus Christ. You ain't that nigga, my brother. You ain't that nigga. Sorry. Uh, So, incollect, incollect, seriously. You know, as in incollect, incollect, wella. The thing spread wella, you know. So, I um, I mean, if you're listening to, if you listen to Loose Talk, welcome. Thank you. You know, Mr. Timmy, Timmy, thank you. Thank you. I think you can learn a thing or two from here. You know. (laughs) (laughs) You you can learn a thing or two from here as well. But yeah. Um, shout out to all our listeners across the globe. Now we can start the show. Welcome again to Loose Talk Podcast. My name is Osagi Alonge. My name is Ayamede Tayo. And we also have with us T. I don't, think, I don't think the I don't think you guys matter that much. You, you know why I'm saying it? Why? Because why? people in like Nigerians are suffering. So I don't I don't care. That, like I don't care about who you are. I don't care about your names. Like, bro, Nigerians is so far. First, wait, wait, well, first. Wait first, sorry. Go ahead. Wait, sorry. Yeah. So that's the please, thing. That's what please, is bodring me. It's Steve, not the introduction. Steve, calm down. First of all, we are recording virtually in case anybody asks us. Please. Yeah. Yeah. We are okay. recording you virtually. Want to that Thanks, we got the smoke last week. Yes. Yeah, yeah. we got the smoke last week. I beg. Like, we are recording this virtually. Like, I didn't listen to last, last week's episode. How did this sound? It sounded virtual. It sounded as if we were recording virtually. Definitely. Um, I don't uh, think we were in sync that well. We were talking over each other. I yeah. also, I, I don't know how Ayo, maybe you can move your mic a bit away, but it sounds like Ayo is over like phones. You can tell. Mm. Okay. You understand? Yeah, a bit, over just phones. a bit. Like yeah. you can tell Ayo is recording 
like over the call. Okay. Somehow, okay, okay, even okay, though, yeah. even though you're recording in the US, like you know, the road, it always just sounds like it's sounding better. Even when I listen to two, three, four, it's always like that. Yeah. Uh, into getting you another microphone, sir. Maybe, maybe, no, I, maybe, maybe he's using. I, no, I think I think the way I'm using it now, you can't hear. If I used to hear the recording on my laptop or the speakers mm-hmm. I recorded, but now you can't hear. It. I'm just okay with the headphones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're recording virtually um, for a number of reasons. Um, I think the most important reason now is that foil is too expensive for us to be driving so, around town. <laughs> or more. At least I, have, I, have, I think Ayaz's mic was made in. My my mic was made in Beijing. I think Osaka is mm. maybe in Shanghai. Ayazon was made in I think this Alaba. city discovered COVID. Alaba. No, mine is Alaba. <laughs> okay, mine okay. is Alaba. Alaba. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the city Wuhan. Wuhan. Okay, that's the is the is the fuel that is the fuel line we're using for the virtual thing. But that's the line yes. we want to go with. Yes, yeah, the, the line. That's the line. That's uh, the line we're no going fuel. with. There's no fuel to be in the studio. That's true. That's true. Let's go with that. Let's go with that line. That that makes sense. Virtual no foil or foil no virtual. I mean, we'll find. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So welcome, welcome to another episode. Um, again, we apologize for not letting you guys know we recorded virtually. We're also not in sync that much, but um, we're back. We got a lot of feedback, and you know, we take the feedback and we apply it immediately. You know, this podcast is more like a community. It's not just three of us. It's, it's all of us here. So we take the feedback. And our feedback was, and I was just saying this before we started recording is that we read too many emails, fan mails, and um, I think people want so us to talk more. So I don't think the problem is that we we, re- we are reading too many fan mails. We are mm-hmm. reading too many fan mails recently, and we're not talking much. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the issue. Uh-huh. The fan mail is not a problem, because even with the fan mail, we're still talking, because we read the fan mails and we react to it. We talk about the fan mails or the subject the person raised in the fan mail, right? So mm-hmm. I think we're not talking much. Like last week, we didn't really, you know, we didn't even have talking points because two of you guys, two of you didn't come prepare, uh, prepared for the podcast, what? you know. So I've seen some improvements Steve, this in my week. Defense. Steve, in I've my defense. I've seen some improvements this I, week. Uh, Steve, so in, my defense, in my okay. defense, I'm writing talking points for the president. That first subsidy part, I'm a writer. So, that's so they're, they're supposed to beat you past that guy for the UK. Now, you said they're supposed to beat you. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. You are the guy who's supposed to be getting... What? Oh, yeah. Put your address off. Put your address off. I wish. You know, you, know, you know the wild thing about that guy? He's so much of a target. Like, he's so easy to target because he keeps wearing that stupid Ankara dress. <laughs> that's... And he has different versions of that shit. Yeah, like two, yeah, three yeah, versions yeah. of that shit. Yeah. I think that thing is his swag. If you go to his YouTube videos as well, that's yeah, like no. his, his, you know, his that's swag. His thing. You know? Yeah, that's his uh, yeah. signature. Signature that, look. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they would have crushed him on his YouTube page. They, <laughs> oh, God damn it. You don't know, Nigeria, guess, what? guess what, right? Mr. Tiamu, you're the luckiest, luckiest man on earth because you've received the biggest promo you can never get. All you need to do is just form a redemption arc. That's all. Yeah. Nigerians love a redemption arc. They love a comeback yeah. story. Yeah. They love a comeback story. Davido has always given us comeback story. Get a couple of girls pregnant, everybody, blah, 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 blah. But what? Just drop a banger. <laughs> you know, everybody loves a redemption arc. So, Mr. Tiami, all you need to do is just, you know, figure out what your redemption arc is and you become a See, bro, we are in the era, I've said this before, the number one rule of engagement on social media 
is have no shame. Yeah. yeah. Be shameless. And once you are shameless, you are good to go. So guess yep. what? This this young man, right, that you think, oh, what he did was wrong, what he did was morally wrong, blah, blah, blah. All he needs to do is just double down on being TMU. And bro, he's turned to an influencer because he's going to have fans. Yeah. And like Steve always says, just show people that you have money. That's all. Let them know once you show people you have money, that's all. Be fine. You have fans. You have people that will just start standing him. Eh, Tiamu, I believe in him. He's a correct yes, guy. If you, if you yes. want to prove me, if you want to see that I'm saying the truth, go to Oshpapi's Instagram page. There's still a comment today saying, "God will see you through, my brother." I thought, I thought, <laughs> uh, I thought Oshpapi's Instagram has gone off. I, I think it has gone off now. Yeah, I'm just, I'm yeah. just pointing. I'm just, like, I'm just okay, using okay, okay, yeah. conversation to say. Oh. Oh, Hoshpop is, is, is going to be a senator in the next... After his jail prison terms, he's become a Nigerian senator. I think the difference is, I, think, I don't think it's possible anymore because of the level of attention and the level of media that his story has gotten. Um, the difference Steve. between him and some of the people in, our, in, our, in, our, in, in office right now, someone like our, our newly appointed um, <coughs> chief <coughs> of staff, right? No, 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 the story <coughs> is out there now. Even gazettes, people's gazettes, they put it up today too. He allegedly stole money from me. He's a lawyer. He allegedly stole money from a client in America. And he was arrested. He gave up part of the money and he ran to Nigeria and started his political career. Right? But the, the, issue, the problem is now is that at that time, there was no social media. So there was no like, there's nobody knew about these things, right? That's why he was able to creep his way back to Nigeria and just start a political career. I'm not sure that would be possible now if someone... Um, if someone commits that level of crime and comes back and start, you know, come and starts, you know, contesting for important positions, I don't think it's possible. Or so get things otherwise. Nigeria will surprise you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you too shocked. Nigeria you. will surprise you. Yeah, this thing, I'm just looking at Steve <laughs> saying this thing, and I'm just like, we've seen wilder things in this country. What are you talking about? Oh my God. Do you think the bar is low? It's, no. There's no bar again. There's no bar. Bro, have yeah. you seen that thing? They used to start digging in Lekki. Those, those, those diggers, those big ass diggers that they have to bring, use the truck to. Yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. That is that is where we are going. We are going for yeah. oil exploration. That's where we are taking the bar to. Steve said because the crime was committed in it's not possible. I'm just looking at Steve. Look, what is this guy talking about? Come on. Man. I remember someone telling me that. that. Guy, I remember someone telling me that if we didn't mention, like, Bats would have had a a lesser chance of winning this election if we didn't mention his criminal past, like his alleged criminal past, right? Like, immediately you mentioned it, like, Nigerians just immediately bought into it and liked it <laughs> because it's something yes, they want to do. <laughs> Let me tell you something, my brother. Let oh. me tell you something. Nigerians are important. This market, Nigerians are the most complex people I know. Yeah, it is actually. You know, and we don't it, know this. It defies any, also... any marketing theory, anything, any theory, anything. anything that you've read in school, any any whatever it is, Nigeria defies all possible logic. And you know, we don't know these things because we're also Nigerians. We're also so, in yeah, the we think it's the you norm. Understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But talk to a non-Nigerian and let a non-Nigerian as a non-Nigerian explain to you what Nigeria is. Your thing is fascinating. Yeah, Bro, it's so fascinating. They are obsessed with being here. Just one. It's 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 a yeah. it's, it's it's all it's madness. It's mind-boggling. It's just madness. 
Yeah, they have the they have the Nigerian. It's crazy. Anyways, anyways, back like we never left. Back like we never left. Let's go back into like some yeah. farm meals. So, back like yeah, we've talked about farm meals and said, okay, this is we're gonna we're gonna loosen up on the farm meals. So fair enough, we're gonna loosen up on farm meals, but we still got some farm meals. So let's go into that. Um, I'm gonna sec. Let me pull them up. Yes, then see, guys, you guys that are writing fan mails that have 400 words, 500 words, we cannot do this. We cannot read these things on the podcast. That's the speech. 600 words. That's the tenable speech. I don't, you understand? I don't think you should discourage that because I know there's a day you need us, you need to read it. Uh, okay, fine. What I'm just saying is that we cannot be reading this, like, we can't read the 600 worded fan mail. Maybe on a day where Steve is not around and Ayo is not around or one of us, two of us are not around and we still need to record, right? We can then do a full fan mail episode and then we can read like all the long ass fan mails. But like on the real though, we can't, you know, we can't be reading 600 words on the podcast. I don't think it's possible. Just saying, just saying, like, look at this one. God of mercy. So long. You know, we can't. We just can't. I'm sorry. Let's go to the ones we can read. Okay, this one is a, a bit long, but let's do it. All right, please keep me anonymous. Okay. Dear Lustock Giants, big, big shout out to Sage, ALT2, and the Bad Apple. I'm, I'm glad people are now seeing Steve for who he is and his attitude yeah. you know, on this podcast. Yeah, he's now referred to as the Bad Apple. Fantastic. Y'all are doing an amazing job keeping us entertained every Monday. I totally understand that people have been accusing you of being PC since the pod started again. However, one thing I love about Loose Talk is that every single iteration has brought something unique and enjoyable in a different way. From the OG version where you first started out to the version with Moni and Jess, the brief no-name Giants era, and now with you guys all older and slightly different views on certain things. This fan mail is looking long already, but I really just wanted to hear you guys' opinion about the conversation on new Nollywood versus old Nollywood that has been going on on Twitter since the AMVCAs. While I agree to an extent that the new Nollywood may be focused, more focused on the cinematography and the production and less on the acting and writing quality, I feel like there exists well-written stories and skillful actors in present-day Nollywood and Nigerians themselves overlook two very much underrated actors that deliver believable performances and have and have good range are tony tones and oc ukeji tony's performance as young eniola in king of boys and goldie in brotherhood were so good similarly she killed her role in the smart woman series there was a scene where she was expressing her displeasure over funding her brother's education and finding out he was scammed or out of um, scammed of his fees from his fake football academic. A delivery of that scene gave me chills. P.S. I am seriously resisting the urge to say she hates. So I don't blow my Gen Z cover. LOL. Since OCUKG and Blossom Chukujeku, Blossom's performance as Eric and a notorious kidnapper in Jade Osiburu's The Trade was excellent. He did justice to that role 
That movie is also very much underrated in my opinion. It has such a good script, the soundtrack was good, and a lot of the actors did very well in their various roles. There's also this ongoing slander of the ex-PBN housemates, I guess as a shade to Toby Bakri and Elozona. I think some of them just went on the show to gain some popularity and actually put in work into their craft when they leave the house and there's absolutely nothing with that. Anyways, I'm sure y'all already sick of my mail. I'll save the rest of my rant. Keep doing what you do. Cheers. I think there's a beautiful mail. Very articulate, yeah. very straight to the point. I'll be wanting yeah. to say something, Ayo. And I'm yeah. directing this to Ayo and or I'm not, I'm, Ayo, are you a are you a film film you are a film enthusiast, but do you are you a are you, you write about films too now, right? I'm, so not, I'm, not, a film, I'm not a film critic. I know where you're going to. You're not a film, a film critic. Right. Yeah. Okay. I want to say this. AMVCA. I have nothing yeah. against them. I really love that show. I have very fond memories on, of AMVCAs, right? AMVCA should not be treated and regarded as a respectable, respectable award, right? Like it shouldn't be something that's um, heard in, or something like a head in high esteem, right? Because I don't believe that a viewer's choice award is credible. I really don't believe it. I like I, it, sh- it should not. AMVCA should be taken for what it is, which is like a glamorous event, a glamorous and social event with all the uh, glamour, the aesthetics, the the twenty thousand um, dollar gowns or whatever it is. In short, it's like Met Gala. Let's take it as that. I don't. I. I. I I'm not comfortable with the idea of us, you know, holding that award as like a, like the Nigerian, like the African or Nigerian Oscar. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. That's just what I want to say, and um, that's it. Thank you, guys. Um, I get what you're saying. I can interject. Um, so yeah, AMVCA is a very glamorous event, but it should not be seen as the pinnacle of um, awarding filmmakers because, like you said, it's a it's basically voting category yeah. at the end of the day, you know. And there is so much the public could know, even acting. If you ask your average Nigerian, what do you consider good acting? They mix it up with shouting. They believe that once you shout or cry, you are a good actor, which is, <laughs> which is not, which we all know that's a lie. That's not what it means. And also for some technical categories like editing, sound, what, what does the average guy know at the end of the day? The hmm. issue is that Nigeria doesn't have a movie award of its own. AMVCA is by multi choice and it covers all of Africa. AMA. God rest her soul, the lady who um, founded AMA. AMA is an African award. Peace, I am Osigwe. Yes. The problem is that Nigeria, we tend to dominate. So when we, we claim most of the awards, so they think it's a Nigerian award. It's not a Nigerian award at the end of the day. So yeah, AMVC is what it is, but it shouldn't be considered as our own form of Oscar or like Steve said, it's a Met Gala. It's a nice thing. Everybody comes together take your pictures, get your, get your stuff on the red carpet. If you can win that night, fine. Quite for yourself. If you can win that night, no vex. It's not career-defining at the end of the day, you know. So, it is what it is. Thank you, I'm later too. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> this guy. I'm tired of you. I'm tired of you niggers. Okay. Um, let's start from... Thank you. Thank you for a loose talk. Thank you for the props. Shout out to you. Let's start with new Nollywood and only old Nollywood. I want to start with Ayomide Tayo here as well. 
um, there's this whole back and forth between new Nollywood and old Nollywood. So they say new Nollywood cinematography and production is fantastic, but the acting and writing quality is not too good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not as great as compared as before, right, with the old Nollywood. I also don't agree with that, right? Just like this writer says as well. But I want to hear your own thoughts before I you know, contribute. Okay, so this whole dichotomy, allow me to speak like a Nigerian politician. This dichotomy. <laughs> of the parastata. Of the parastata of old Nollywood and new Nollywood is a very significant problem in Nigeria where we see something new and we dump the old because we think the old is worthless. Now, before Nollywood came, Nigeria had a thriving cinema industry, a thriving TV industry, and a thriving stage industry. You know, those are the three major industries that are pushing acting in this country. And you know what happened in the 80s? Nigeria fell, had like economic downturns, you know, and from the ruins of that came entrepreneurial men who had a framework or structure to say, you know what, let's do straight to video movies, you know, no need to take it to the cinema anymore because there are no more cinemas. People are not going to cinemas anymore. So that's how the Nollywood, that's how Nollywood was created. Ebimpe Jolene, Abba Road, Poundley, all that stuff. And the tragedy was that they forgot the professionalism of that era, of the 60s or the 70s or the 80s. So that Nollywood just decided, you know what, these guys are old school. Let's do our own things, new school. So that's why mm-hmm. the production value wasn't that great in the first phase of Nollywood. But the stories were raw and they were authentic. But you can't compare those movies to series like Behind the Cloud, The New Masquerade, mm. uh, all those great, great stuff that we grew up on. You can't compare the production value. Now, Nollywood now grew and grew and grew to a point where they didn't even give a fuck about the story anymore. Please just put Genevieve and push a Garizzo on the poster, part one, part two, part three, part four, and, you know, it will sell. But people got tired of that. And a new generation came and said, you know what, let's dump this old Nollywood that have more authentic stories and let's focus on production value. And that's why you see this new Nollywood, when they first started pushing out movies, they were focused on camera, lighting, but the stories had no impact. Most of the stories were Yankee stories that were just repurposed for Nigeria markets. And that's what caused the disparity. So at the end of the day, I don't even believe that, oh, old Nollywood is superior to new Nollywood and everything. I think it's still an ongoing process. And the people at the helm of affairs now, the people who are writing these stories, need to know that the pinnacle of the Nigerian cinema of Nigerian cinema was actually from the 60s, 70s, and the 80s. And they have to go back to that era for them to get the totality of who we are on screen at the end of the day. Because John Boyega said when he came to Nigeria that yes, Nollywood is focused on cameras and production value, but there's a lack. There's a huge gap in storytelling. You know, mm. some people are trying right now. You see Gangs of Lagos, you see all the other movies, but there's a huge gap in storytelling. It seems people just want to show 4K and HD instead of telling a proper story. Old Nollywood understood storytelling, but they didn't understand production quality because of finances and the way the country was. Yes, they time. understood it, but they couldn't afford it. Because of financial, they couldn't afford it. So you couldn't expect they them to throw... It. Nobody was... Nobody was giving Sebejiro $1 million to go and shoot Sakubi. It was not, yes. where, was it going, where was he going to get that money in 1996 or 1997? It's impossible. Mm. It was impossible. But Did now, yeah, now you can see New Nollywood trying to even do these old movies and they're not getting it right. 
The acting has regressed a lot. Yeah, oh my God. acting has regressed a lot because people don't go through process. People don't want to go through process. Their house and just go straight to this. And this that's my house. issue with them saying they only want to use reality restarts. No shit to Toby Bakari. Toby Bakari is great. He's one of the good examples. Elizona too. But out of that bunch where all these cloud chasers who think they can just easily enter Nollywood and they get there and they give terrible performances. We've seen so many of them. They go on screen and they are, they are wishy-washy. The acting is wishy-washy. And somebody like Shoba, Shola Shobali, who has been there for decades, will clean out because you people have not gone to process. You've not gone to, you've not gone to acting school. You've not been on theater. You can't, you can't act. And shout out to Joker Silva, who has an acting school. I think everybody should take their ass to that place and actually learn from a woman who graduated best of her class in school in the UK. That is not beans at the end of the day. You might say, oh, it's just theater. No, that is the foundation at the end of the day. Hmm. The Hollywood actors that we see either went to film school, right, or they have acting coaches. A lot of the Hollywood actors that we see, when we don't see them acting in movies, they've gone back to theater to go on stage to fine-tune their crafts. Nobody's fine-tuning anything in Nigeria. Have a pretty face, have a big ass, be a fine boy. Yo, movie, yo, yo. Movie yo. Also come to you. No, no shade, no shade to anybody. No shade to anybody. Everybody has big ass these days. I think, I, think, I, think the big, I think the big ass is enough. Oh. And once you have big okay. ass, I think you're a good actor. So, you're a good actor. The 4K will catch on your ass very well. The way the yeah, 4K yeah. they do now. With camera. You should respect, you should respect yeah. yourself while you're talking. Yeah. Yeah, the big yash so, is okay. I was just trolling. Yeah, I'll just over Yanni, please. We like yeah. the big yash. I'll go to the cinema for the big yash, please. Fuck oh. your acting. We have big yash and sexy, bro. I will vote for you, AFVC, 10 times. Yeah, so that's it, Nollywood. Fair enough, fair enough. I see it like that. Okay, here's what I think about the whole Nollywood and new Nollywood thing. I think some parts of old Nollywood were great and some parts not so great, right? Same with New Nollywood. I think some parts of New Nollywood are great and some parts are not great, right? I think when New Nollywood started, there was a lot of focus on the glitz and glamour. The writing may not have been as great as it is now. It's definitely improved now. There are movies from the New Nollywood that I have, you know, dust my heart off for, right? I like Gangs of Lagos. I like Brotherhood. Um, this anonymous mentioned this movie that um, Blossom Chukujeku did, The yeah. Trade. Yeah. Right, it's on Amazon Prison Prime Video. It's also a fucking fantastic movie. Jade has been really doing her thing. So there are like new Nollywood movies that have also been good. Oju Kokoro, Diary Light on. Like we talked yeah. about this. What's the name of the other movie he did with the the lady who was boxing? Um, Knockout Blessing. Knockout Blessing. Do you understand? And and there are like movies like that. Charles of Play and his movies. You know, <laughs> I like. Funny enough, I liked uh, what they call that movie. I had the breakout star, the guy. Um, but, uh, Steve just mentioned it now. What was the other movie? Oh, God. Which one is that? The one, one Rabs, you know, is inside. The one you said you Living in Bondage. Living in Bondage. Living in, I like the Living in Bondage. That's, that's, like that's, the, that's the last Nollywood movie I watched and I was intrigued with acting. Like, really intrigued. Really, really, like, dragged in and consumed by the characters. Like, I, like I was mm-hmm. following their every speech, their every mm-hmm. mannerism, the way mm-hmm. they talk, that's that's the last movie that did it for me. I'm not saying that's the last, the, that's the most interesting movie, that's the last interesting movie or good movie I've watched. I've watched other yeah. good movies, whether Wood Guns of Lagos or, or good or some pieces, right? But I wasn't consumed with like any character, like no character to, like the way I, the way I describe good acting, right? 
good acting is when even when the movie the storyline is not moving or something something you're, but you are excited to see a character right the way a character mm-hmm. is speaking like training day is training day there's nothing training day is not like really a fantastic movie right training day was just denzel like just displaying yeah. his own i watched like i watched that movie yesterday there's a kid that movie yeah Denzel finished that Denzel movie. was just showing off in Trinity. He was just showing yeah. off. Was showing there, up, yeah, like there's this... nothing in the movie about a day in the life of a corrupt officer. There's nothing. There's, officer. there's no there's no twist. There's no suspense. It's just, just a regular movie. But you see that movie, you just see acting. And that's how I define mm. acting. You know, and I feel and this is some I feel something I feel no old Nollywood, right? Do you know why they type why they typecast uh, why they typecast this guy, Hank Anoku, for a long time? Who remembers this movie? Emeki K. It's my love. Where he's the son of the king, and he came back from America, and he wanted Emeki K.'s girlfriend. Who remembers that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hank yeah. yeah. Anoku was so good in that movie, right? And that's how they started playing him as this return. This, um, you know, this guy exactly that came back from uh, always coming back from America or whatever. You know, so that's how me I describe acting. Um, and I just, I just feel that New Hollywood is not giving enough of that to me. Um, there's so much glamour, there's so much fine face, there's so much reality TV. So much uh, invoice. I think, but so much invoice. Here's the thing. Yeah, forget that invoice thing. I think that exists, but I also think good movies really exist. What yeah. happens is that, you know, some of these things just get pronounced. The red carpet, the all the glitz and all that. It's just louder. But there's good movies. There are really good movies out there as well. And also, there's, I think also there's also a PR angle to it, right? Where we're not seeing these people mm-hmm. talk about, like, like I, I was watching the roundtable today, um, yesterday, sorry, yesterday night. The roundtable is this um, Hollywood reporter. They oh. do it where they bring in. That's right? the best. That's so where you see people talking acting. And you see, I see people talking see. about the act of acting, like <laughs> how Bro. they stood for a role, like he. It makes you appreciate what they are doing, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think also the the PR angle to it is that we're not seeing the Nigerian movie stars talk about acting like like a like a job, like um. Mm-hmm. So that I'm seeing it as as a means to celebrity. Do you understand know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. A means to I'm fame. Seeing, I'm not a means to fame. I'm not seeing people talking about the science behind it. You know how much work they done to get to where they are. I think that's also a part of it, and that's why me I'm not putting that respect. You know, it, I watched that. I watched the wonder that Damson Idris was the the round table, right? And I started. I I, yeah. I had a whole a whole lot of meaning to to snowfall again. Like yeah. I, I I just I just I had another level of respect for the series again. You, you understand? Just seeing the amount of work someone put into to to taking a character and play a character, I appreciated. I appreciated the series again. I appreciated his acting, and I think that's something that's also missing in. In Nollywood, and it's necessarily not Nollywood's fault. We don't have a lot of people. Asagi mentioned it last week. Asagi mentioned it last week, and I was mentioning one person. And I think this, the third, I think on three, two days later, I was just asking myself, why was I even defending? Why was I trying to tell Asagi that Asagi wasn't right? So Asagi was right because I mentioned just two, two platforms, right? Where a, 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 an industry like Nollywood should have like ten good platforms covering it. And giving us like good, really knowledge stories. So Osage was definitely right, right last week, um, and I think that's part of the problem. 
Yeah, I think um, we are not curating that experience. You know how we do for music. You have the aggregators, the 49 streets. You have, I mean, you have this guy, Shock NG, you mentioned it, and a couple of yeah. other platforms. But like, it's still very niche. It's not yeah, very mainstream. Niche. It's not mainstream. Yeah, yeah, it's still niche. It's not mainstream yet. And, where, and I where, think... Where, yeah, sorry. Where's, I, the, I, where's I, the fact only for movies? Where's the, the music in time mm. for movies? Where's the... Yeah, like, Hollywood yeah. deserve those kind of curation and those kind of coverage, they actually yeah. do because they've tried. Yeah. Like, like who's talking to Bubba Kitola and say, oh, tell us about your breakout role in uh, uh, Out of Bounds. What was it like on set with RMD? Yeah. Nobody's doing that. Yeah. And you know, so here's why I think there's that problem. And that problem has existed for a long time. For the longest time, right, a lot of the people in Nollywood have been reported on, but not for their roles, not for their craft. It has been more around their lifestyle, their celebrity lifestyle, who they are dating, etc., etc. And that is what entertainment journalists have done for a long time. This is even before our generation. You know this. So the city peoples, the global excellence, the encomiums, right? These guys just focused on who they were dating, you know, blah, blah, blah. Now it can also be a case of <laughs> they didn't have much to report about their craft. Like, fam, what do you want to say about Monilisa Chinda? You understand? Other than, you know, reporting. So I'm sure even if you had someone who wanted to talk about Mona Lisa Chinda's acting, after like writing one or two stories, the person just got <laughs> tired, you know, yeah. and then they were just focusing on her lifestyle and all that. And I think that's what has crept up till now because we are not seeing a lot of these guys sit down, sitting down and really breaking, you know, their roles down. Even when they're new movies, I know Netflix is now trying to do this thing where they throw them in studios. Yeah, they have the editorials, their content, yeah. yeah. You know, but it's still not as in-depth as it should be, right? Mm -hmm. Look at the Bridgerton, uh, the new Bridgerton Charlotte, right? Series, Charlotte, right? Those guys have been on an incredible press run. Yeah. You know, they've been on an incredible press run and they've been detailing, talking about the stories, talking about the acting. We watch Gangs of Lagos. How many times have we seen the the cast, you know, do interviews? Yeah. Whether it was just taking two of them, okay, let's take Chike and Toby Bakri, let's throw them in a press run, or let's take Adiswa and take somebody and throw them in a press run. We're not seeing it happen. So it's I think they like, did, but it, it wasn't. It, I think they did, but it, it wasn't pronounced that much. I think I saw a clip of them somewhere. Yeah, and I can't blame the actors or the movie or the producers or whoever she is in charge of that. Because, again, where are the platforms? And how many of these platforms are true to the nature of really digging deep into the stories? Which boils down to what I have been saying, which is media is currently broken. Media in Nigeria is broken. And Tolu Ogunlosi was saying something and people were just reacting, blah, blah, blah. But he said something. We need to declare a state of emergency in Nigerian media. Yeah, yeah. I agree. You I totally know. agree because the covering is just one kind. Totally. There's no in-depth it's, it's, it's just one kind. Yeah, yeah. You see some stories and look at the one Channels TV put out on their website. The pastor put a statement out on Twitter and they just reported oh the statement Lord. and moved on. And like, I didn't... And I'm like, who is this pastor? Who is this pastor? Why does he have so much importance? Why are we so concentrated or why are we concentrated on this pastor? And there was no report on that and everybody just let it slide. Come on, man. Bro, people are just curating social media quotes now and they are just putting it up. Again, social media, and this is my theory, and you guys probably agree with me, right? But social media brought the decline of journalism and media in the world. Oh, yes, yes, definitely. 
Definitely. Because publishers Definitely. hate Mark Zuckerberg. Mark, publishers hate Mark Zuckerberg will for they'll hate him for life. You know, take away even the 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 thing he did with the traffic referral in 2018, where he just oh, yeah. broke he killed every reduced. Yeah, and and he pulled out, you know, um, um, the traffic that was coming from Facebook to platforms, right, and then disrupted yeah. the whole media space. Take away that alone, just the fact that people like you break stories on social media, or you go to social media, or you have like these guys who just come and tweet stuff down. Everybody has to go there and curate it, and they don't even know what to put out. Like the whole thing is just messed up. It's a lot. It's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. It even disrupted the way journalists think. A lot of journalists yeah. couldn't write stories anymore because all they needed to do was just sit down behind their computer and, and wait for somebody to put out a tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so is is it is is the craziest time to be a journal? Is the craziest time to be in media right now? Yeah, and that's why a lot of people are just moving into like vodka, you know, video cars, video versions of you know vlogging, video versions of journalism, and all that. Yeah. And that's why podcasts and all these things are now taking off. Because like written text as journal journalism work is 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 close to just is is crazy, it's crazy right now. It's best to just have your own like video equipment and then do your own interviews and then do your own stories. There's a guy called Tim on on Twitter. It's Tim Cast. I'm forgetting his his son name. Um, but you guys will probably know him. Tim Pool, right? And he has he's like a right wing. Center right or something, he's been on Jorogan a couple of times. One of the most famous Jorogan episodes is him, um, going after going, um, him debating Jack Dorsey and Jack Dorsey's lawyer, okay, you know, okay. on, on Jorogan. It's three hours, it's yeah, yeah, yeah I remember, most... I remember that episode, I remember that, episode. yeah, it's one of the, I remember that episode. one of the, one of the best episodes of Jorogan, right? And the guy has like this show called Tim Cast where he has his own show, they talk about politics, they interview people, and all that. And bro, that's like, and he has you know thousands, I think millions of followers, you know, on, on, on social media and people that watch the show. And I think that's the future of journalism right now. My only problem is it's very individualistic. And that means that you can throw, like anything can be thrown in there, right? It doesn't have that, um, it, it's not going through the editorial layers. No process, which, yeah. yeah, which, you know, story should go. But again, even with the new media houses, who's, 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 do who 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 has the editors? How many editors do you have? <laughs> Unless you know, you're New York Times. Yeah, speaking specifically on Nigeria now, editors are not even valued because they don't write. And if you don't write, it's like there's no output from you. Then so the why publishers we, then are like, why are we paying you? Exactly. Then it's just messed up, man. But let's move on to the last fan mail we have today. Um, this is from. This is from Izzy. Hey guys, I hope you guys are holding up well in this new dispensation. I have questions. I have a question for you guys today. With the rise of podcasts in the world, is it possible that they, they would become more popular and influential than radio shows? Back in the day, it was popular for people to call into the radio shows and give their opinions on a topic, but it doesn't appear to be happening a lot at the moment with podcasts having fan meals. Do you think podcasts would challenge radio? Thank you and keep up the good work. Second thing is, a few weeks ago, you guys spoke more about football-related content. I write a football substack and publish. I try to write about different teams across Europe because most of these big football networks focus on big teams. I wrote about what Eddie Howe is, has done with Newcastle a few months ago and why Leicester City have been underperforming. 
here's a link to a few things I've written over the past few months, and I hope to have one coming real soon. All right, the name of the Substack page is for the road football, and we would put it in the show notes for you guys to check it out. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I see his point here. So he's talking about podcasts versus radio shows. And to be very honest, I don't think we're there yet. I think, again, podcast is niche. Even globally, podcast is now a multi-million dollar business, right? However, radio still plays a very influential role. But podcast is growing astronomically as well. So in the long term, everything will turn digital. And then we're also going to have radio shows that are digital. And then we would have podcasts who are pre-recorded, etc., etc. Everything will merge and become a unified project or a, a unified media format very soon where you can listen to it live or you know listen to it after it has been recorded and that's basically a podcast so um in nigeria i don't think so yet don't don't play with radio <laughs> you know but like globally we see the trend becoming more and more where podcasts are becoming more influential people have millions of followers on podcasts people have millions of downloads the first iteration of loose talk was what 800 800 down 800,000 downloads in four years, close to a million. So that's insane if you look at it. Downloads, not just listening. Yeah, it's bigger than some just of downloads. The, no, downloads and listens. Okay, okay, okay. Which is bigger than some of the radio shows you have in, in you know in the country as well. So I think both of them are moving at the same at the, not at the same pace. I think radio in Nigeria is moving faster, but they would then merge. Um, I, I can't say it's, it's moving faster. I think radio has radio. the number right now, like in terms mm-hmm. of it still has like the biggest number. But I, don't, but I don't think consumer behavior is shifting towards radio, so I can't say it's moving faster. So it's radio is still right. it remains the same. Yeah, yeah especially yeah. you're right. You're right. I understand what you're saying. The growth rate might not be the growth rate for podcasts is definitely more than radio. Exactly. Radio just has a wider audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. All right, man. So we're done with all the. Fan mails. Remember again, it is fanmail at loosetalkgiants.com if you want to send us an email. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we're introducing a new segment to the podcast. It's called Ask Ask a Giant. Ask the Giants, rather. It's called Ask the Giants. Right? This is where you can send in your dilemmas, your questions, your curiosities. And we'll lend you your, uh, you know, our thoughts and advice. Again, this is very different from fan mail, which is, you know, you're just sending a fan mail. We want ask the giant to be specific questions that would help you, and you know, um, we can then, you know, help you by solving it out. And we promise to actually help you. <laughs> we promise mm-hmm. to actually give you the best advice. So we already have one ask the giant, but um, we'll read it when we are done talking about our talking points this week. So, Steve, over to you, sir. Over to me for what? Talking points. <laughs> what do you mean over to you? This this some empty handover. Why? Well, what? It's three co-hosts here now. What say, and, he say, he say, he say, he say, and then took it to me. Yeah. And, and, you are the anchor of the show, Sagi. Um, I'm not the anchor of the show. But, there are three co-hosts here. Please. Yeah, so let's just... The show alone, and so, I really found meals. So, let's just... It's first subsidy now, bro. The government removes first subsidy for the first time, totally for the first time since I was born 22 years ago, right? <laughs> um, 
it's only it's only right that if someone who has covered super egos will lie like this about his age. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. This is fucking Fuck you, bro. <laughs> Fuck you. This, this, like, this is like I have a Tony Wayne football jerseys with. This is like I have a Tony Wayne football jerseys with betting companies and eventually betting. Bowing to the pressure <laughs> and betting. The guy has covered so many football games that people have tweaked their age. Like he just, I don't know, the power just overcame him and he just tweaked his age. Motherfucker. <laughs> oh. First of all, anybody that is celebrating the under-20s victory against Argentina, shame on you. Shame sorry. on you because sorry, what's you that? look at that man's face. The guy has got the goal. What's his name, Steve? Sorry, what's that? I don't know if people are talking ah, about I can't, I, can't, I, I can't remember the person who's... I watched the game. I don't know who scored the goal again. Like, I forgot. Does that guy look like he's under-20? Which game no, are you no, no, talking no. about? The under 20 champion walk up now. I don't know what that is. Forget, forget, Joe. You understand? Someone looked at this guy. This guy, you look at that bros. Somebody that you look at <laughs> and you say bros. You understand? <laughs> you know, you people now say he's under 20. You people are now celebrating. That's I'm why happy. what happens? That's why 10 years later, they are nowhere to be found because they are 50, because they are 40. And then <laughs> the people you were playing against, look at it too. That under 20 Argentina, some of those boys are going to be in play in the World Cup. You, you check it out now. Some of those boys, 20 years from now, you see them, they are still in the game. 10 years, 15 years. I, okay, so I the- think I think this year's um, under 20, we are young, like it's the youngest I've seen for a long time. But Osagi has a point. And that's why you've seen that we have a poor record. Even when we have the best record in the under 17 World Cup. Yeah. We have a bad record in under 21 because that under 17 have not transitioned well to under 21. Mm. Which is why if you go back to our under 21 team of 2005, the one that lost to Argentina in the final, they've been yeah, our Michael best be performing. Set. Yeah, they've been the best performing under 21 because if you look at it, they were really young. Not mm-hmm. 21 young, in my opinion. Like I, I can't confirm. But they were really young. They're the youngest I've seen since I started watching football in Nigeria for under 21. And you see how, how far that's, that's set. How far they went, the Mikel B, the Tai Taiwos, the John Worries. You understand me? Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. you have a point. Um, age cheating has really affected us from transitioning team, transitioning team from under 17 to under 21 to the Super Eagles. And that is why you saw that you see that under 21, that on under 21, right? Mm-hmm. They went they, a lot of them played football till their 30s. Like we knew them. And you know they also beat Nigeria in the quarter in the Olympics about three years later. It's the, it's years the same later. set, the Aguero set, yeah. Very annoying set. Yeah, very annoying actually. Yeah. Very annoying. I mean, look at the Japan, the Japan sets now. Where's the Crisantos guy? Where's the Alpha guy? It's true. Do you know, I was, I was watching like one of the highlights or something from that competition, and David De Gea was in that competition for Spain. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, so. Man, like you said, they need to graduate from under 17 to under 21. Is it under 21 and under 23? Or is it under yeah. 20 and 21? How, do, how does think, it go, Steve? I think it's, yeah. I think it's 21. Steve? Sorry, I'm... I'm he said, You're distracted. Yeah, I'm distracted. I just... Sorry. So just give me... Just, guy, continue. Just give me a minute. I'll, I have to fix something. Sorry. Yeah. So it yeah. goes from like under 17 to I think under 19, then under 21 or so, uh, right? Under 17, under 19, under 21, then under 23, which only happens four years. The 23 is just four years. 
Oh, the 23 is all just four years. For Olympics, yeah, just for the Olympic squad. Then you're not okay. going to the full team. You get, and then you see the progression with every team. You see it's with Argentina, you see it with Spain. What is wrong with Nigeria? Why? Where is Victor Brown? After that competition, where did Victor Brown go? You know what they call this? It's called corruption at the end of the day. <laughs> My guy. You know. A country Sorry, that guys. doesn't know. Sorry, I want to step us back a little, right? I can talk yeah, about yes. crypto here, right? We can talk about crypto yeah. now. It's not yeah, illegal. They just it's not illegal. So when that's why I was distracted. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I apologize for that. So when so on Friday I sold some USDT that I had, right? Because I I mm-hmm. knew what was going to happen. That same Friday I bought for like I knew what was going to happen. So I sold USDT. So yesterday when that whole devaluation era thing happened, which we're mm-hmm. going to discuss later, I bought again because. Uh, you know, Binance, it now went to 635 from 750, right? Ooh, it now went to something. So I bought again. So as we're here, something sent something to this to the group where Tunubu, I think Tunubu made a speech today and was talking about he's going to unify the exchange rate, the exchange rate market, right? Immediately I saw it, yeah. I'm like, damn, the ones I bought yes, because I have because before we started this podcast, I've seen seven and seven fifty-two. That it was 752 on US on Binance. I'm like, bro, I have to sell this stuff. So that's just that's what I just sold. <laughs> because once that speech time starts circulating, <laughs> it's going to drop again. <laughs> so let it drop again. I'll buy again. So let's move on. That's just what uh, took my attention. So I'm sorry. I apologize. So now because of money where you want me record <laughs> now, you just forget boss for the podcast. Could they face crypto money? <laughs> I apologize. I didn't find money to buy for now. I find money to buy for. Um, so yeah, that's so for for me. These guys, I was so impressed yesterday because Argentina has really in this one, especially in this level, under twenty one level, Argentina don't show us. Eh? For, yeah. After even ap- apart from that, um, even me, I've been, if apart from that, um, two thousand five finals, two thousand two thousand five finals, they've dealt with us in another tournament. So. Bro, it's yeah, been really yeah. tough. That's why I was happy that Nigeria beat them yesterday. Uh, and they beat us in every World Cup. Every time. You are tired. Come on. Yeah, I was so happy, bro. All right, so back, so to the first subs- back to the first subsidy. Um, yeah, Bola Metunubu, well, you know, was inaugurated on Monday. That was last, mo- last week, Monday. And he gave his yeah. speech. And the highlight of his speech is that no more for a subsidy. Sharp, sharp. Yeah. No more for a subsidy. So, and you know, I'm because yeah. Sorry. Yeah, okay, continue. I, uh, it was interesting because Arise TV said he got a copy of the speech, which I, I said he wrote. Um mm-hmm. yeah. I did not write for a subsidy. <laughs> I did not write for <laughs> subsidy. Baba Adlibd. He no, did a cause this thing. I did a two-face ad. Ayo, you, you are looking for credit now. Now you, now you write speech. No, I don't write this. So now you speech. cause this while out. No, so, no, 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 no. Now my speech I write now. I remember. Now shut my speech I write. Don't write the So apparently, Arise TV got the speech and it wasn't there. The subsidy talk wasn't there. So I don't know what prompted Tunibu to mention this thing. Because this thing has gone on to have a ripple effect, right? So before I start talking about the ripple effects, I was surprised by how many people... And this is not is 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 not a shade. It's not anything. It's just you know sometimes you hear words and you just move on. You, you understand me? But a lot of people don't understand what subsidy is actually, right? 
Um, mm-hmm. Even yesterday, my neighbor was asking me, and I was shocked. Right? People don't know what subsidy is. Yeah, actually, yes, People, it's and, understandable. And you, you know why? It's because it's this is the first time we're being affected like really a lot by it, right? Yeah. We've had big moments of subsidy. 2012, Occupy Nigeria was it, bro. It, 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 mm-hmm. a protest, right? Bro, but in the increment was, was, increments was no, very small. It's not even the increments, right? Yeah. It's it's more around in 2012. The way people saw it was they are increasing the price of fuel, not yes. that they were taking away subsidy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how. That's how. That's how APC framed it. Mm-hmm. This APC, that's how the opposition fr- that's, and, and I'm Are you sure, sure it I'm, was an opposition framing no, no, no. it, or it was okay, just a general misconception. Yes, fueled by the opposition. Remember, this remember this alliance has started. AD, Tinubu Buari, the alliance has started, right? So mm-hmm. they saw this opportunity, and this is what opposition parties should do. I I don't like I'm saying it's like from a I'm I, I was impressed. Like I'm, I'm being I was impressed with what they did, right? But yeah. you could see Occupy Nigeria was what started the movement that brought in Buhari and yeah, APC. Yeah. Yeah. Occupy and Nigeria, today. enough is enough. Yeah, you guys period. disagree? No, I agree. I agree. No, no. Is that I, I believe that, yeah. yes, sadly. So it has always been a cautiousness, but I think now the increments has been too much and people are just really getting aware. Like my neighbor asked me, uh, I went to play football. It was like the conversation. A lot of guys were asking me what it was, right? Right? So I was like, oh, subsidy is just someone paying something for you so that you just, you are paying small money for it and another person is paying the, the other amount for you. So you are buying something yeah. for cheap because someone is subsidizing it. Yeah. Right? Now the federal government is saying, bro, we're not doing this again because we don't have money. We've been borrowing money to subsidize this thing. And that's the mistake. That's another mistake that Nigerians are making that even me, I made until something corrected us. And until Nuru corrected us, Right? I thought they said they were going to redirect the subsidy funds into mm-hmm. other things like infrastructure, education, stuff like that. Yeah, but now I'm no, hearing I, that. They were, bring, I'm hearing that they, they were borrowing money to do this thing. And mm-hmm. the federal government is saying, yes, we're no. not borrowing again. So there's no even money. Yeah. Yes, no. They are all the marketers. They are all the marketers. They have not paid any NPC since That's last year. They've not paid any NPC. Since February 2022, bro. Hmm. So it's even scarier than I even thought. I thought, you know what? What my idea of my idea of subsidy has always been: you take out those trillion, trillion, trillions because we know the scam, the scam in 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 that subsidy thing. The scam in that subsidy thing is that claim the marketers are claiming to pay for the for volumes of fuel that we're not consuming, right? Which we later learned that mm-hmm. a lot of marketers smuggle, smuggle cheap fuel from Nigeria into neighboring countries to sell for market rates. That's higher prices, yeah. right? Yeah, higher prices. So they're yeah. using our money to fund themselves. So that's by the way. So I felt, yes, remove subsidy and take the money, add, take part of those trillion, add to the education budget. Take part security of those trillion, budgets. add to the security budget. Take part of that trillion and add to to healthcare budget. The three critical, right? Three critical, um, mm-hmm. you know, parts of our economy. Bro, I'm just learning that there's nothing to add. Nigeria is broke, broke, my nigga. Bro, and this is scary. <laughs> it is scary. Yeah. It is Sanusi like said, 
Anusi warned Nigerians as far back as 2012 about this. That this is what is going to happen. That Nigerians will be borrowing money. The government will be borrowing, more, borrowing money to just stay afloat. And here we are right now. Yeah. And uh, there's <laughs> this speech that um, Okonji Wela gave as, um, four years ago when she was talking about when she tried to audit the subsidy claims for marketers and her, grand- and her mother was kidnapped. Did you guys watch the video? Yeah, I put it up on my Instagram story. Yeah, Osagi, did you watch it? Osagi didn't watch it. Because I put it, no, on, I I put it. it on the group. Oh, she said the threatening, they were telling her that she had to she has to publicly resign from her position as finance minister. Yeah. Those marketers, yes. yeah. What oh, they will kill her mother. Mm-hmm. They kill her mother. You know? And it just it takes me back to how Dora Akunyuli, when she was on a drive to, to, to sanitize our drug market, right? Yeah. That they, they were carrying out assassination attempts on this woman. Do you yeah, understand? Several like, times. Yeah, several like, times. Also, you do like someone, that's how wicked humans are. Someone is selling fake drugs that are killing people. It's an extreme sport. Yeah. Someone that came and said, yeah. you know what? We have to stop. The people who are selling fake drugs wanted to kill this woman. <laughs> like you are, you, you are committing one thing, one crime, like one huge crime. Then someone is trying to stop it. You want to kill that person. Like, that's how far humans can go to destroy that people's life. You know? And Nigeria is a crime scene. No, Nigeria is a crime scene, a huge crime scene, and and I think and I think that's one gripe I hold with like you know Nigerians, especially the middle class and you know the elite Nigerians who come and say, "Oh my God, what's going on? This person can't be this, you know. This person can't run for, bro. Like there's a crime scene that you are seeing every day, but you don't yeah, want to." It's solve a yeah, yeah, yeah. But you want to yeah. solve the one that is far from you. Yeah. yeah. Do you understand? That's the problem Nigerians have. Yeah. It's also the same problem we have where we are fixated on, like, the presidential role or the vice presidential role. Mm-hmm. And your boss, rather, your your counselor, your state Chama. house of rep, the people that are representing Bro, your neighborhood and your own local government, you, you are not know. holding them accountable. You don't even know them. Don't know them now. And they're the major parts of that the major parts of a problem. The presidency yeah, is the problem you're having. Ex- exactly. The presidency so is the problem I have with so me, going back to this whole subsidy thing, right? It's it wasn't well planned at all. One, because obviously now we've seen the speech, the subsidy thing was not there. He made a an impromptu decision to talk about it, which had a ripple effect on our foreign markets, right? So initially. Initially, just immediately. So, uh, so the, the gist of people who were inside fuel stations, right, buying fuel for one eighty-five. Immediately, Tinubu mentioned that they changed their meter. Did you? Do you guys have you guys heard? Like, do you guys know this? Yes, I, know I saw also, videos yes. of people changing their meters. Yeah. Yes. 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 Immediately, right, and everybody was like, "Ah, Nigerians are Nigerians' problem. Nigerians are so greedy. This, that, this, that." And guess what happened two hours later? The NPC announced new price. One time, man. Because you can't, you can't blame them. If they sell the old, co- old stock with old prices, they're going to the new market with new prices. Right? Yeah. So what do you expect them to do? Yeah. So I feel that, one, the, the, the presidency didn't plan this thing at all. They didn't plan it well. And you said you've removed, so you are removing subsidy from the budget from July 1, but now we've started... 
feeling the effect immediately. Nobody got prepared for it. Like chaos everywhere. And is is the number one is the number one goof. Uh, is the number one um, thing that this government has done on its first day, and they, they didn't do it right, and it's so sad. Yeah, they said they, they said it was not in the speech that Baba ad libbed. Baba just Baba dropped a freestyle. He just dropped yeah. a a quick Jay Z and, and crashed the whole thing. Okay, but but let me play the doctor's advocate here. How else would you drop that information and the price hike would not come up? How else? Not, I don't know. So because because it's, it's a it's a capitalist so, market, right? You can't so force you them not to sell at a certain yeah. price. So you don't drop it immediately because it's already this they've, they've already taken out the subsidy from July one. They've already taken it out. You you say it, they don't say it to July yeah. one. July no one was yeah. So you allow the people to at least middle of June. You start talking mm-hmm. about it that from July one. There won't be any subsidy. We're not paying any subsidy for fuel for PMS in Nigeria, right? So at least you don't. You and have a cushion of one month. A cushion of one month. One before then, you would have met with NLC, because now you are meeting with NLC. That's why NLC. That's why there's this rumor of strike because you've not they've, you've not reached an agreement with them. You would have yeah. met with NLC, maybe put ten thousand naira on top of the minimum wage because they have to. Yeah, the federal mm-hmm. government has to increase minimum wage. Like they have to. It's, you, it's can't, you can't have a minimum wage of thirty thousand naira, and you're selling for a liter for almost a hundred dollar. It's impossible. Yeah, you have to mm-hmm. put at least ten thousand naira on the minimum sorry, wage. So almost, sorry. A do- almost a dollar, not a hundred dollars. Almost a dollar. Sorry, almost a mm-hmm. dollar. You have to put ten thousand so that it will be forty thousand. It's still okay. You have to do that. Is like you is so for if they do that, labor can say okay, we can take this, and that will. That will kind of like shake up the system a little bit and allow people to cope. But it was just too sudden. Your first speech, you've not even res- like you just resumed your office. I, I, it yeah. wasn't properly planned. That's my number one problem with it. And my number two problem with it is it's fine. You are taking out subsidy. It's fine. It means the people are going to suffer. Yes, Nigerians are suffering before mm-hmm. now. The suffering is going to be times two. But yeah. this suffering has to come from the top. Right, there has to be something you are giving up as a governor, as a government, and it's just the cost of government, cost of governance. Yeah, it's too I big. Don't, it's too the big. I don't want to see House of Rep member using ten cars on his convoy. Yeah, or a senator having fifteen cars on his convoy. I, I don't want to see it because the, the, food, the money that you use is not the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, and stuff like that. Using something, something billion for feeding allowance or twelve million naira for newspaper allowance for senators. Sorry, hold on. Mean, sorry, that newspaper allowance. Right. I want to understand. Can't yeah. our political leaders go online and go and to Vanguard? Exactly. I don't understand. Why must they? Why must they read this like that? Sure there should be even a conversation of why we need a a by what do they call it by cap? What do they call it? Like having House of Rep and Senate in the federal house. Yeah, by legis- yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like what? Yeah. There's, I think Ghana operates one like. We, this is a conversation we should be having from every yeah. agency, from everybody, so that we see the way we can shrink the cost of governance, right? Like how many PAs are how many PAs are we employing? Because the gov- the presidents will have PAs and SSAs, they will appoint ministers, ministers will have PAs and SSAs, governors will appoint commissioners, commissioners will have SSAs, the local government chairman, there's there's councillors, which there's there are councillors, there's that there's state house of assembly. 
right? Like it's too much. Like how are we going to hold this thing down? These are the conversations we should be having. Not oh, the, and it, it annoys me because the only conversation I keep seeing is the one targeted at citizens. I saw one uh, one Ibuku guy is a tunable um, fanatic saying that ah nah, Nigerians will not be driving SUV anyhow. I'm like, it's it's not a problem. Yeah, if someone yeah, is driving yeah, this. It's just stealing from you now. That's not a problem. It's not a problem. If I have the money and I have the resources, you will be Ah, that. I'm telling someone you, someone will buy a car. You buy for the wife. There will be one car for Oga. There will be one car for Madam. Uh, there will be one car for the. Children. I don't understand. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. Even with this new fuel, even with this new fuel, the person, these people can still afford it. Bro, the problem I is those who are not using their money to. To maintain that lifestyle, they are using taxpayers' yeah. money. Those are the ones we should be talking about, not yeah, private citizens. Not private citizens who have the money, bro. I don't know how Nigerians think, and it's very worrying. Very worrying, no. I don't understand. It's very worrying, no. It's very worrying yeah, because, I'm, and I'll tell you why it's very worrying. Eh? I hope these things don't lead to a point where Nigerians then become violent. They start saying things like, ah, "Can somebody be saying?" You have SUV. Madame will have SUV. Children yes, have SUV. Yeah. Why, are you mad at, why, why, why are you mad at? Why are you mad? The thing is that we don't see this thing in it's triggers. It's a problem. I'm so, telling you. Bro, sorry to yes, cut you short. Yeah. I saw another one on Twitter that said, uh-huh, that's good. They are taking their unifying or they are, they are devaluing the money. You people that will be, you be, you be, you be buying dollars at cheap rates to be paying your children's school fees abroad. Uh-huh. God has caught you people. But it's my child. I want to start. I want to take her abroad. Yeah. I was just, as in, see, there's something wrong with Nigerians. I don't see the last twenty years, something happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this thing you said about Nigerians coming out violently, it has started happening, but we don't see it as one incident. Um, mm. so uh, what's it? Occupy Nigeria was one, mm-hmm. right? Now before NSAS. Remember when there was a case of xenophobia in South Africa in 2019 or so? Yeah, where boys in Lekki were coming out and were looting malls. Yes, I remember. That was was not a xenophobia attack. That was an attack of hunger. There's hunger in the land. Then NSAS came and it started with police brutality. And that became a thing of, um, we don't even like the police. We don't even like the, the political establishment anymore. You know, mm. and that's where it was going until what happened on October 20. If the government cannot find, I hate to use this word, palliatives for the common man in this new dispensation that we're entering, Omar, you go choke. You go choke. Bro, bro, I see, I see what you're saying because Nigerians are becoming savages more and more. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> yeah All right. Yeah. It's, this is what it is. Um, yeah, yeah, so one week and all this, this is already happening. One week. No, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. In, in no, good news. Yeah. Sorry, in good news, Lagos is free from hold up. There's no more hold up anymore. Everybody's oh. at home. Everybody's at home now. <laughs> Everybody's <Yeah>. chilling. No <laughs> hold up. So, like, I want to make people understand that the life we choose as Nigeria right, <laughs> is not something, and I'm not sure we really liked it. Like, so blaming somebody for having three cars, what is the option? Have you have you tried to use public transport in Bro, Lagos, in the city of Lagos or in Nigeria? See, the idea of entering bus is hurting my brain right now. Bro, I would love to go to my nearest bus stop right now, enter a very good train, 
and go to yeah. Lekki or go to Asia for a business or a meeting and come back home. I wouldn't like mm-hmm. to drive. Like, but driving is stressful now. People don't it understand. Is. It is. Right? As a, yeah. I would, I would love to do that. Then take a train, come back to my, to my bus stop and walk home. Yeah. I would love to do that. I can't do that because mm-hmm. in public infrastructure, there's no investment on it. It's not really good enough for me. So that's why I have to drive. So people are not doing this thing just because they want to do big man or, you know, it's a necessity. It's a survivor. It's for survivor. It's for survivor. You know, and that's why since 1960, it's so shocking that we knew that we were going to do this one day and we've not <laughs> been deliberate with public investments in public infrastructure. Yeah. It's from 1960 to 2023, there's no internal train station, internal train running through Lagos. Like it's disgraceful. Yeah. The one, right? sorry, Steve, the one that they promised us before the beginning of second term. Now show glass. That's a show glass you get for money now. That's a show glass. It's a show glass train. At least 2025 or 2026. At yeah. least. At because least. you see the tracks are still building it. Yeah, so. A locomotive train for that matter. It's a loco- yeah, locomotive Moscow. Say, Ni- Ni- Nigerians access some. Nigerians need to access some premium standard of living because the basic yeah, amenities no, are not available. Yes. Yeah. There's no reason why a young 21-year-old should be taking an Uber because yeah. Uber is expensive. It's expensive. Yeah. Right? It's very expensive. It's actually it's a luxury. It should, luxury. Be, it should either be riding his bike, mm-hmm. taking a bus, and I'm not talking about downfall, like if they were proper buses, proper like buses proper right? Yeah. or taking a train. Yeah. As a young 21-year-old, like taking an Uber is a luxury. It's not for you. That's executive level. But everything is so broken in Nigeria that you have to take the Uber and then it's expensive. So it's where you have a lot of young, youthful, young youths, right? And even just people generally living above their means, right? Going to stay in estates that they can't really afford, but they have to go there because they have two, three kids that they need to protect. Mm-hmm. It's true. Do you understand? It's true. Yeah. It's true. So there's it's a lot true. of, yeah. it's like, same thing with how like, you know, Nigerians hire ourselves and pay them 20K or 30K. Yeah. They would really not want to hire the house help if everything around their life in the city was structured. They wouldn't need yeah. the house help. But now they got the house help for cheap. Right? And so if you start to place like everything back into the premium space, Nigerians can't afford the in a, a, a lot of Nigerians can't afford the housemaid because yeah. if you want to know how much housemaids charge globally, you know fear for them. No, you don't feel rich that so, at all. It's so messed up. Like you were talking about, like taking the train. The city planning is bad. Mm-hmm. It's so it's bad. Really terrible. How do you want to? And I hate talking about problems. I like yeah. to look at solutions on a positive and, side. And this but is it's really hard being in Nigeria. Yeah. It's hard. This 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 is what really defines separates developing developing cities and developed cities. In a developed yeah. city, the use usage of public infrastructure cuts across every class because it's yeah. it's, it's quality. It's Bro, quality. in New York, in New York, stockbrokers use the they enter the train. Just walk down and just walk to the office. It costs across all class because it's conducive. There's quality. The, infa- the public infrastructure is quality. The reason why only poor people enter downfall in, in in Nigeria and Lagos is because our public infrastructure is not quality. And they can't afford so cars. You, and they can't afford cars. 
It's simple. It's a matter of affordability. Yeah. You know, and you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Um and speaking yeah, of cities. And, sorry, and speaking of cities. So talking of sorry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. As I speaking of cities, it's so bad that when the whole world, the the big cities of the whole world are looking for how they don't want to have many cars on their roads anymore. They're actually looking for exactly. how to do away with road cars. Lagos is yeah. fixed on cars and road yeah. transport. It's terrible, man. Yeah, because, yeah. It's terrible. And two, talking about that, that whole bad thing that you mentioned, do you know that I used to, especially like my younger colleagues, you know, um, like younger colleagues all through like places I've worked, I really look at them and see how much they use Uber and I have sympathy for them because I didn't use it a lot while I was at their age, right? Um, one, maybe Uber wasn't, Uber wasn't there, like Uber wasn't there, um, cab hailing wasn't, uh, wasn't there yet when I was at that stage. And even when it was there, I didn't really, like it didn't, we didn't pick up that habit quickly, right? Um, I have sympathy for them because I think about it, I'm like, how are these people saving money? Hmm. You know, because like you said, we buy these things are expensive, right? But they can't save money because they have to be, they have to get to the office quick. They have to, you know, down, like entering down for jumping down for like from one post up to another is stressful because when they get to the office, they won't be able to put in their best. Like it's really hard for them. So I used to really look at them with sympathy. I'm like, oh, it's hard. How are these guys going to save money? And this really impacts also, you know, how you save, the, the kind of money you have, like stuff like that until you start, until you, your earning power like dramatically like increases over time. Um, but for most, it doesn't and it affects their savings and, you know, they don't have money to put into investment and stuff like that and really affects them. And I really feel yeah. for them. Steve, you know, mo- because you, know mo- Steve, you know how much I spent on Uber, uh, taxi no, you, spend on, you spend on Uber a lot. I know, Bro, I know. You spend I on Uber a lot. I calculated it last year, one point, around 1.5. Damn. On all three of them. What? So you're talking yep. Uber, I had those, Boat, I in drive. Oh, and in drive. For one year, like 1.5. 1.5 million. That is enough Damn. to... Bro, if you buy a Mercedes-Benz, that is enough to fuel your Mercedes-Benz for one year. Damn. Fucking hell. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> one babe did it last year on Twitter, and I said, let me even try my own. Yeah. I checked out and I said, no, 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 no. That is, bro. <laughs> you, you, know the, you know the funny thing with that 1.5 million? You can't even buy a car with the 1.5 million. Yeah, you, no, you, can't buy buy. you can't buy the, you know, you can't buy a car with 1.5. There's no car. That's not a car. Any car that's 1.5, not the car. <laughs> not the car. Except you want to be driving that uh, Suzuki, that one, the East for Uber on the island. Yeah, yeah man. So, yeah. What am I saying? That car is 9 million naira. Sorry. That's Which that car? is my car. That's more Suzuki they use for Uber or for boats. They say it's nine million naira. Jesus Christ! No, unless, want buy, unless, unless you want to buy Micra in Ibado. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, bro, driving a Micra in Lagos, I know that is they wild. Crush you. They will crush you. A Micra on Third Milan Bridge. Yeah. Gone. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of. Um, Lifestyle changes because my brother, this the first thing is expensive. Like to fuel, like hmm. like for my car, like for example, the to fuel my car will be like thirty five k, right? God damn yeah. it! You know, so like something I used to feel for like twelve thousand. Uh. So I've now, done if the you're going to, now if you're going to Lekki, you walk in Lekki, you are going. My brother, you have to pick somebody in Surulere. You have to pick somebody in Oshodi. Yes, yeah, not car pulling. 
But everybody. You have to do that carefully. We're back to it. We're back to it. Yeah, you have to do it. We, like, saw, we, saw, we saw people do it back then now when we yes, were young no. and everything people Lord, were young. Up. Yes. And, you know I used to look at it and say man this shit is wild yeah. no, but you know why you know but bro <laughs> you have to do you it come in. yeah where did they go where did they go 600 I think for a Camry I think to fill a Camry yeah. now for a year with 550 per liter is around 1.5 1.6 or 1.4 I did the math yesterday yes, now, if you're looking year. at it now if you're feeling yeah. Um, if a if a Camry Camrys usually have sixty seventy liters. So yeah, Corolla is the cheapest. Corolla so are you sell, Yeah, yeah. So I use seventy liters so if, to judge it. Yeah. To judge it, yeah. If you are using yeah. seventy liters to judge it, it's like one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's madness. Though. Yeah. Bro, that's yeah. cool. Now today, car, carry people collect about. Yeah, you collect people. You carry. You carry about mm-hmm. at least five k. Use the five k and jump for your full money. Just you have to. You know, you have, to, you have to look for other species to court. And my brother, that's for the people in Nigeria. The people abroad, um, like my guys in the cities that Osage ruled out earlier, those guys, when they try, we're here in our trenches. So. <laughs> <Not> trenches. <laughs> God, God, will, God will help us. Onkolos, onkolos, onkolos. Onkolos, onkolos, onkolos. 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 All right, man. So, just in one Just in one week. Yeah, the What started this thing was Daily Trust. It's Daily Trust. Daily Trust woke up one morning, on Wednesday morning. And choose violence. And choose violence. And choose violence. And I talked about it earlier and said that the CBN has devalued Naira. So, the cross of the story was that um, as import and exporters who were looking, who were who had filled used from M to look for dollars, that the banks mm-hmm. sold them dollars at six twenty. So once banks yes. start selling you dollars at six twenty, that means that's the official rate. Yes, and that's how DT published the story. And just because Tunibu also in his speech has talked about unifying the FX the market. Yeah. FX, the FX yeah, the, the FX market, FX the parallel market, market, and the parallel market, market and the official and the official rate. Yeah. It really made sense for the story, and they ran with it, hmm. and bought immediately. Like Bro, I mentioned, it started affecting even, the parallel market immediately. It started affecting the parallel market immediately. It crashed, right? Yeah. Um, like I said, on crypto platforms that were selling USDT, USDT is a coin that is hedged against the USD, the dollar, mm-hmm. right? It started crashing. It crashed like to like six thirty, seven thirty. That's so crazy. Now, that's yeah, over a hundred, like about a hundred naira. That's over a hundred naira. It was fifteen naira, something like fifteen. It was seven fifty. Crashed to seven thirty. Like 30. Oh, okay, like okay, 20, okay. 20, uh, okay, 20, 20, 30. Yeah. So, oh, but immediately, immediately the, no, no, sorry, 7.30. But immediately the CBN re- um, debunked that story. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Back up. Like 10 minutes later, it went back up. Rapid you know, dollar. Rapid dollar yes, coming back. That's how you see, right. that's how quick you see that these people monitor the news. That's why this Tsunubu speech, <laughs> I had to immediately. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to find the full text. I'm going to find the full text. What did you say? You went on Colos. I went on Colos. On Colos. Alpha. You know, um, so now devaluing devaluing your currency, it just means reducing the currency of the value of your currency um, compared to another currency. In this case, it's the dollar in Nigeria. Yeah. And the federal government usually does this anytime the parallel market is running away from the official markets. Right? Yep. Also, I'm, yep. I'm, I'm in line now, yeah? So, yeah, yeah. so just to regularize everything, they usually, like, you know, devalue the NERA to just 
And what that means also for your personal means is that the money you have in the bank loses value automatically because because mm-hmm. we are export and an import dependent economy. Everything that we use in the economy is imported. That means well, yeah, we are buying with the dollar. We are, technically. Buying, with the, we are buying with the dollar technically, and because your naira has lost the value, value your money yeah. in the bank has lost value, and that's why we always advise people not to put money in, like leave money in the banks like that because it's very risky. And, you know, just mm-hmm. put into like, yeah. this investment. Put in an investment fund. An investment and not fund. only do that right now. I don't know how to advise, no, no, no. but don't, don't <laughs> do that. Just calm down first. Calm yeah, down put first. it. Just put in an investment fund. Yeah. yeah. Just um, make sure your money is making money for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the CBN debunked it, but we know we know that's something they're going to do, right? Like it's inevitable at this point. So I, I think why hosting, why hosting mm-hmm. um, some people today made a comment. The video just came out. He made a comment about saying that the, he's going to... Let me look for the... Unify. Course. Unify. Let me look for the correct... Didn't you say Mephiles? He said we're not going to have multiple exchange rates anymore. That's what he said, literally. So it means they're going to do it. So when that happens, means that they're going to, you know, re, um, you know, devalue the naira. The exchange rates push it to something like six hundred. So while the exchange is six hundred, and what what happens is that while the six hundred, um, this is six hundred now, a lot of people will have access to official rates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The official when a lot of people have the official rate, there will not be a demand in the parallel market. So the parallel yeah, market will yes. crash. Close yeah, to the to, official. Yeah, to There's to another official theory, partners. though. There's yeah. another theory, though, that... You mentioned this thing yesterday, too. Yeah, then other than the the rates changing, which will obviously affect the parallel rate, there's also a scarcity of dollars. Yeah. Do you understand? And with mm-hmm. that scarcity, it still affects the price it's to go up. Definitely with this unification, it will reduce it, even though there's scarcity. But scarcity is very different from price... Right. So what Osage is saying that. is, even when they raise, even when they devalue the naira and they say, "Oh, it's six hundred, it's still not going to be easy to get effects in from the official rates. Yeah. So everybody still be going to the parallel markets. So, so if the bank is of, readily because of the scarcity. Let our listeners know what parallel market is, please. Somebody might know okay. what parallel market is. So the parallel market, market okay. essentially is, is uh, the black market. Right? Okay, yeah, yeah. It's where you can get the where you can buy or purchase you know, effects yeah. outside the bank. The only thing that can happen, right, that can even affect that scarcity, right, is if you can go to the bank and buy dollar. Mm-hmm. Yes. Easy. I'm saying, yeah. It, will, it, it, it crashes that parallel market. That it scarcity crashes. is also very important. Yeah, exactly. Remember back it's then, now, you could just go and buy you dollar. You could just go to the give bank. Give dollar yeah. over the counter. Yeah. Yeah. My God. Yeah. used to be so yeah. Then, these are our, our cards, Right, that they yes, reduce it to use it twenty dollar to five dollar. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. they can take it back again to say, okay, your limit now in a month is hundred dollars. Your limit in your month is is, is three thousand dollars. No, let's I, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's to use my Niger. Yeah, I never had the dollar true. card. Now I never yeah, did the dollar card when I traveled. I had my naira card. My naira card would would um would um, what cash out dollar outside yeah. the country. Yeah. My naira card. <laughs> it now looks as if it's not even possible. It looks as if that was like a millennium yeah, ago. Like 100 years ago, it's true. Yeah, so that, but I, I, still, I still don't think, I still don't think it's going to... Collect pounds now. Oh, sorry, I still that don't think it's going to happen, which ties back to what you said before, that there's still going to be a scarcity, which will also keep driving the prices or the price up, in respect, in uh, respect of what the government does. That's, that's the most important thing, that scarcity. Yeah. Because what gives, the country, what gives the country dollars is... 
what we are selling. Is 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 people are buying stuff from you? Yes, yeah, from yeah. You. and we're not we're not selling anything. Yeah, exports. That's how you get the dollars in exports. That's how you get your dollars. Yeah. So we still don't have dollars. So I don't know. I don't see how. You know, I don't see how. I don't see how this thing stops. Right? I get you. I get you. I don't. I still. I don't see it. It's still yeah, going to keep going. I get you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. sad because these things keep happening. Like it's, like it's so. Bro, life is so difficult for Nigerians because, like, just imagine walking and walking and walking and walking, and something comes and drag you back. Right, Bro. like just imagine, Bro. like a young guy, you have your you, your salary is like four hundred k. You are you're saving like two hundred k every month, like half of it every month. You've been working mm-hmm. for the last two years, and you have like six, seven millionaire in your account. You just be like, you know, okay, they try small, small, and something like this happen. All of a sudden, your seven millionaire is like four millionaire. Yeah, like, like instantly. Bro, this thing you're saying is very annoying because ah, in the last ten years, the work that I have worked. Bro. Especially those last eight years when that thing went from 200 700. Bro, bro people they carry money, go to buy small money, go to buy small that money. You know? yeah, yeah, that period. Bro, do you know I how much fly to Ghana? Do you understand? It was one money now. Oh. Bro, so we young men like us that worked yeah. in our prime, I won't say in our prime, but we worked a lot in the last eight years. That thing just went yeah. from 200 to 700. Do you know what I mean? 700. Bro, bro, it's so many when things I was now. Earning, when I was earning, not even up to 100k. I was buying stuff from Max and Spencer's. I was buying yeah. shirts from Max and Spencer's in the UK. They were shipping it to Nigeria. I was buying it's stuff true. on ASOS. Yeah. Like they were shipping. I used to buy that time. I'll buy my bulk of shirts. I can buy like maybe 15 shirts. Yeah. And I was not how much was I in. So I got ASOS. So I get a shop ASOS. So you just <laughs> went from that to, oh shit, you can't do that anymore. It's painful. Because the generation before us, they mm-hmm. balls. Oh man, I don't want to go into it. You know, but beg, yeah, that, let's, it let's is what it is. It is what it is. Let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. Let's it is what it, goes, it is. Man. Yeah. Let's see how it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Okay. What's what's on the docket? Docket is um. You the boss eating a dog. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't, I don't see, first of all, move away from the because that's, I think that's what people are fixated yeah. on the, yeah. the lady too much. I want the to lady. go straight into dogs. Into, which yeah. is, <laughs> no, no, before you go straight into dogs, people just talk too much because at the end of the day, that thing was there, right? Mm-hmm. The meat was there. Nobody would have known it was dog if the other person, what's, an, what's his name? If he didn't say it. Yeah. I like as just keep in the video. I haven't seen the video. Okay, so the guy's... Oh, he's just so... She was trying to put the meat in the guy's mouth and the guy was saying, hey, you won't, you first, you won't give me dog meat. Like something in that context. You wants yeah. to give me dog meat. And that's how the video... The whole thing blew up. Blew. Yeah. Wow. The only... I understand it from a single concept. Why people are saying, now you are an international brand and this might affect your international... <laughs> you, can't, you can't be eating dogs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this, might, this might offend your international connects. I can, you know, shout out to Jay-Z. Yeah, it's my affect my political connect. Connect. Um, so that's the only point I'm taking. Apart from that, the whole conversation is just tiring. Bro, people they eat dog on Nigeria normally. Like, yeah, I, I don't are know. You, are you not, are you took your time out. You want to go and bring out ring light and try for to not say you are the president of dog lovers or something like that and blah blah blah. Oh, sorry, did you see that video? You know the, you know, sorry, you know the, you know the most interesting thing about How that video. Missing the missing said, things? The said, I watched the video. The guest said. That the first time she heard about you, she heard that you are from Akwaibo. 
you know. Uh-huh. But she was like, you know what? Let me even that she didn't read to you, but she was like, you know, let me give you a chance. Let she? me give you a chance. And since then, hmm. you know, you, you have been impressed until this happened. This is someone who's advocate, who's a dog advocate. Apparently, he raised dogs more than people from Aqua Evo. You don't understand, like the, yeah. way, the way he was condescending about. Oh, when I saw that you were from Aqua Evo, I was like, oh, who is this person? I'm like, okay, let me just give you a chance, you know. And you're impressing who the me. Fuck on I, who the fuck Everybody is wants to be popular. I was the office again. Uh, president of Dog Lovers Association. I can't something like that. <laughs> it's like um, it's like um, Yalaja of Nigeria, first daughter of the Nigerian. Ah. <laughs> All those very, very miscellaneous titles. I had a job and job was wired. No, no, no time, no time. First daughter. Can be done. Okay. So, quick one, guys. Where, where do you draw the line with culture and tradition, right? Because the culture of the land says they can eat a dog. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, for progressive people who yeah. say, oh my God, dogs are domestic. You can't eat a dog. I remember, yeah. I remember, I remember the Korea Japan <laughs> World Cup. Where there are a lot of protests that Japan should not host the World Cup because they kill dogs there too and they eat them. I remember, I remember, but I remember. The thing, I like, the thing I like about FIFA is that FIFA has clearly shown fuck you, fuck you and your agenda. FIFA. They took the World Cup. They took the World Cup. FIFA does not give. You know why FIFA does not give a fuck? You know why FIFA does not give a fuck? You know why FIFA. Hold on, Infantino just comes. Today. I feel like a dog. I feel like if I see the world, Qatar don't drop money. You know, hmm. you know why Qatar does not give a fuck. Why? It's not driven by American culture. Yeah. American culture is that thing that happens when you start canceling people. Ah, cancel, cancel this, cancel that, cancel that. Europeans don't give a fuck. Europeans don't give a fuck. Flying fuck. Infantino does not give a flying. They don't give a fuck. Today I feel gay. I think yeah. I feel, I feel yeah. black. <laughs> <laughs> you just that's what they said. That's one of the best conferences I've watched. That World Cup had so many side attractions. Man. That World Cup was wild. They don't With care Japan. if you are building the stadium and you are dying in the process. Yes. FIFA don't care. Qatar don't drop money. Nothing will not be that. FIFA. So, so where do you guys draw the line? Because some people will argue, right, that... If I can eat a goat, I can eat a dog. Yeah. Because some other people domesticate dogs and goats. Or if yes. I can eat a rabbit, I can eat a dog. Like, where do you draw the line I, with these things? Only vegetarians have the right to judge. Excuse me, sorry. Vegetarians don't even have the right to judge because what is your business what I'm eating? Eat your leaf. I eat your leaf and I eat my food. I, first of all, I have, I have beef with vegetarians. You know, concern you at the chop. You've chosen a life where you'll be eating uh, leaves. Fine. Allow me to eat cow and anything out to eat. It no concern you. Don't tell me that I'm morally long. No, because you are killing trees. You are killing people's gardens. Say you are eating. So where do we draw the line? May everybody chop it in one chop. I beg you, name of God. As long as you're not eating, where do we draw the line? As long as you're not eating a human being, or as long as the person doesn't give you consent to eat him, please and please, anything where you chop chopper, but please do not eat bats or anything that causes another plague. Do not cause another. I have this. Please, I beg you. Have you seen them kill it? Have you seen really kill it, kill a dog for consumption? Go for a bit. No, no. I can't. Okay, have you seen it? Um, to to eat. Yes. And yes. uh, no, I have seen where dogs have been killed, but not to eat. And How did they kill them? How did they kill the dogs? Sorry. I, I felt so. Um, I felt they, so. They hit it. They, they hit it on the head. head. 
Oh, so again, the one I saw, they hit it too, but it's also traumatizing. And that's why I hate um, the dog eating thing. So Bro, they lure the dog into the they lure the bag the dog into a bag, right? Yeah, yeah. Like a bag, and that's they tie the bag, and, and they start and they use something like a pistol to start hitting the dog. Yep. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. And the dog and cries. And, and, and yeah, I saw who grew up like training dogs. Like we had a lot of dogs. Like we had not a lot. We always had dogs growing up. Like you know, um, in our mm-hmm. house. Um, the only reason we don't have nice because we don't want my parents to be stressed. But growing up, we always mm-hmm. had dogs, right? So I, I, I love dogs. dogs. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. dogs. I love dogs a lot, a lot. Me too. So yeah. well, that didn't traumatize me. Like for like that didn't traumatize me. It trauma. You see that story I was giving in the group, right? Mm-hmm. When that man told me, when that man told me, I hated that man with all my life. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> hated him with all my life. Right? Yeah. So, so like. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just but, uh, so that doesn't like, give me that doesn't give me the right to judge yeah. anybody. Like people, I, w- it, I would it, think it. there are more humane ways to even kill like animals if you want to consume them. Animals but, in general, even including the crows yeah. that we eat, stuff See, like that. People yeah. that kill cows will tell you that you can't kill. There's a way you see cows that, yeah. that if you allow the fear, if you allow the fear to enter them before you kill them, the fear sli- seeps into their blood and the meat is not as tasteful. So there's a way you have to Yeah. There's, so there's, a bro, there's this documentary. I don't know if it's a documentary. I don't know where I saw this thing. The way the, the it's, it's it caused a huge um controversy in America now. Wrong. This um like abattoir in America where like they sell meat, they just walk the cows yeah, into blades. Mm-hmm. Are you you've seen it, have you? They just walk the cows into like a revolving blade. They just walk mm-hmm. the cows into it. What? And they just keep cutting them alive. Bro. Bro. Like I saw that in eh, at the at the child cow now, you don't understand. But even me, I say no, nah, no. Nah. I say no now. I say no now. No now. I think I think so the way they do it. Systematically, yeah. do things ethically. Yeah, yeah it matters yeah. to very. I think I think some people use what they call pressure gun, where they just press the okay, cow. Okay, you just take them out. Yeah, you take them out, so they don't even know what's coming. You take a pressure gun and it don't poof, and then okay, you know they do pressure gun. No. Uh, okay, yeah. you just. University of Suya. You have seen in in a funeral, I've seen a, a cow that the head was dangling running. What? Oh man. That's a wild that's a wild funeral. That's yeah. A, that's Ooh. a problem. Bro. bro, cows are like cows are cows are too strong. I've seen cows in the markets still even when they cut the bodies or the skin, the part of the yeah. skin is still moving. Oh, it happens yeah. now, so again. Cows are huge. They're actually, huge. They're actually oh. big. They're actually big shit. Bro. You know what it is to cut the head of a cow? Bro, those guys, they cut them. They'll hold the horn, hold the horn. They'll just start slitting it with sharp knife. You see the cow crying. Oh, um, yeah, So painful. So painful, man. Painful. I think I what need, are your point that? I need, I need to go and have some... Bro. I need to go and have some cow pepper soup now. Yeah. Yeah, the thing is that I don't know, when they now give you the food to eat, the meat to eat, you're not going to remember this one. You're going to like... Oh, my you know, God. That's a good death. Taste sweet. What do you yeah. mean? I don't plan on eating dog. Uh, that's too. That's too our last. So our our last our last our last um girl our last my dad's last kid right. Mm-hmm. So she has she had been eating chicken now like you know chicken 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 but there's this live chicken that she sees around the house. They mm-hmm. wanted they killed it, and for the next three four years she stopped eating chicken like. 
It's traumatizing. That was the first time as a kid she realized that, oh, this is what I've been eating. Like, it's yes. something that was alive. Yes, no. Wow. Yeah, for wow. the next, she like, for the next, let me just say two years, she stopped, like, between the ages of like five to like seven, she stopped eating it until, you know, bless her, she forgets. <laughs> <laughs> bless her, the one way. Like, like, it's, it's, it's not, like, it's one of them. Like, you know, my, my memories um, growing up, remembering that period where that Christmas period, she cried and she was like really scared of meat. You know, I think it happened mm. for like a year or two. And later, she can't mm. forget. If you remind her now, she's so like, she, if you remind her now, she has forgotten. You know, uh, it's, just, <laughs> it's just interesting to see. Yeah. Okay, guys, let's move into the, our new segment called Ask the Giants. Yeah. And we have oh, a. We have, we have a meal for um, Ask the Giants already. Yeah, we do. Yeah, Please send your... today. Wow. Yeah. Please send your... Well, for me, it's almost as the giant because they always ask questions and we discuss about it. Yeah, but know, most but... of them don't ask questions. They, they, they have like topics. These are like specific to helping people. Again, it okay. is to, you know, solve your dilemma, your questions, your curiosities, or just yeah. ask for advice. All right. So this is from Tom Between Two Worlds. And um, the subject of his emails is to study in Nigeria or not. Hey there, I'm a long-time listener and a first-time writer to your show. I love the perspectives you bring to all things pop culture, blah, blah, blah. Shout out to you, bro. I recently graduated from high school and I got an opportunity to attend university here in the U.S., or I could move back to Nigeria where my parents are to continue my education. It's a tough call because on one hand, staying in the U.S. could provide me with exposure to a diverse culture and potentially more opportunities. But on the other hand, going back to Nigeria means staying close to my roots and my parents and contributing to my home country. As someone who has been heavily influenced by both cultures, I'm having a hard time making this decision. Do you have any advice or thoughts that might help me? Looking forward to your response. Hi, Steve. Steve Ndede. It's not Steve now. <laughs> Hi, Stefan Dede. Stefan, Stefan. I don't have advice for you, but because let's see if let's see if I'm a mouse. I don't have advice for you. This guy defined my mouse. He's a true. So what's the guy's? He's a true. Okay, what's the guy's? He's, he's, he's truly. He signed he's his name as Torn between two worlds. Okay, yeah, Torn between. True. He's a true. Torn, torn in between two worlds. I will. I will he's answer. True, you. Are you? Are you? Calm down. Is it true? I want to answer this question like the way a Nigerian will answer a question, and that's replying with a question. Okay. If as a footballer, eh, eighteen-year footballer, the super eagles of Nigeria comes to come and meet you, or the three lions of England come and meet you, say, "Oh boy, you got that first team." Which team you go play for? Let's be serious now. That is my question. And if you can answer it, then that is it. This is not a real situation. Is it true? This thing is no. a true. <laughs> Just understand what the guy said. The guy said he went to high school in America. So, am I right? Yeah, he mm-hmm. said he went to high school. So, right. I guess he's America. Yeah. So, so he went to young, high school. He's a America. young person. He's a young guy, right? His parents are here. He's torn between two worlds to so go to school in Nigeria. West Africa, right? Like Nigeria <laughs> is in West Africa, Africa, yeah, right? West Africa, Sub-Saharan Africa. Not, not Sub-Saharan Africa. Africa. Sub-Saharan, where Malaya is going to school in America just because he wants to be connect, connected to his roots. Uh, uh, and his parents. Steve, my guy, 
If you want to watch, if you want to get connected to your roots, watch Kotakinte now. What do you mean? <laughs> listen to Loose Talk. Listen, listen to Loose Talk alone. That one don't do you. There nothing roots. Nothing roots pass to Loose Talk. Not every you can come and see your parents twice a year. Yes. You are an adult now. Yeah. You understand? Over December. You know what? I'm I'm even responding to this guy. Yes. No, no, no. no I'm not responding. <laughs> I'm not responding. He fry my mouth. He fry. You know, very stiff. He fry my mouth. All right, on the real though, I think um, it's very important to understand that your future is the most important thing. And to be very honest, right now, the country that can provide you with, you know, proper education, tertiary education, is not Nigeria. Um, maybe you can check out the private schools. But, you know, being in a... And if you're going to college or you're going to a university, I think you need to get the um, the most exposure you can. And then during the holidays, you could always come back and check, you know, your parents and check in on your friends here. And again, it's just four years. Within four years, you're done. You know, you can come back as an expatriate to work here in Nigeria or do whatever you want to do. But I think, you know, in these years where you really need to get the best of education from a tertiary institution, I think you should actually do it in the U.S. because that's where you get, like, the best schools. If they were the best schools in Nigeria, I would say, hey, why don't you come to Nigeria? You can also receive that quality education. That's that. Those are my thoughts. Osage has been nice. Osage in light of talk. I think he likes hearing his voice. Mess, you don't want now. Mess, you for MMA. Mess, you for MMA. Nah, beats. Say they beats you pass that UK. What's the guy's name? Say you don't know. That was Aggie. That was Aggie guy. What's your name? Ayo. Why are you calling me my guy? Tell me. Tell me. We will beat you past that guy. Yeah. He's your guy. That's how I want to end it. Like you don't know what Asu. Like you don't know what Asu will do to you. You don't know what you don't know what Asu is. Maybe not Covenant in one go. Not Covenant in one go. Oh, but you see, I've been to high school now. You can't go to Covenant. I think maybe he's. Steve I think Wade. maybe he's um Steve Wade. No, no, listen, I have it. I have it. I have an angle. I have you say he has been to high school, so you can't go to Covenant. I think the guy is into tech. So he has studied the tech ecosystem in Nigeria and seen yeah. that a lot of Covenant graduates they go on to but you know, found companies. Like but you know the best tech, tech you know the best tech university so in Nigeria. You know the best tech university in Nigeria. It's actually you know, about it's about it's computer village. Computer village is the oh, best tech university in Nigeria. All these uh, long months. <laughs> the boy the yes is now. Yes, it's not kind of yes, now. Since we have to get the SC arrested. Yeah, Charlie Poppy. Charlie Poppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you had the inside, <laughs> they pack my guy. Anyways, that's it. That's it. That's it. I think this episode has been quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, def, def, okay. def, def. They should like this one. It's only that it's only that true account that asks the ask <laughs> Yeah, true? that's the only one we have. So okay. please, if you want to send um, an Ask the Giant email, just put it in the subject, hashtag Ask the Giant. give us realistic stories. Give us realistic dilemmas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> this kind of question again, I'll look for you. I'll fight you. <laughs> and, I'll, and, and you deal with him more than you deal with Yamu. Exactly. <laughs> I'll just make right, him, if I find the guy, I'll just make him I'll just make him wear that TMU shirt. <laughs> Not that one shirt, that guy wear one shirt. All three, all three is four years in uni. I swear. 
You know the wild thing about the team Yamu guy? He's also a fucking dependent. Yeah, he just went October last year. <laughs> maybe maybe because they are giving citizenship for this one I did. Oh, uh, maybe it's the topic after the interview. They will just bash him. Because they will fight citizenship for him. Yeah, more, <laughs> you are coming back to Nigeria. Oh, God. Anyways, thanks a lot for listening to this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Steve, thank you, very much. Thank you guys for making it out. Yeah, thank yeah. you guys. You know how we do. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. Keep it real. We'll meet you guys next week, Monday. Bye. Right. Peace. Bye. Have you ever had an idea for a podcast or audio series, but never followed up on it because you don't know where to start? Global Village is here to help turn your dream into reality. From expert scripting and seamless production to high-quality audio and visual recording, we make podcasting simple, even remotely from our virtual studio. Whether you're looking to captivate podcast listeners or reach a broader audience on social media, we have the tools and expertise to amplify your voice across all platforms. Don't wait any longer. Email us at info at globalvillage.studio and let's bring your podcast to life together.